Hello, and welcome back to Cartoon Time Machine. I am Scarlett. I'm Katie. I have to say something there. I almost forgot. You had a little delay there, Katie. Uh, we, we've been doing this for, for like 30 episodes now. I feel like you would have caught on. A week 30 of recording. Wow. Oh, boy. I think we would have more going on for us at this point. <laughs> in any case, this week is the third episode in our series uh, recapping the history of Nickelodeon. Uh, if you're just tuning in, our last two episodes we discussed its origins in the early 90s through the mid-90s, and then we moved on to what we would consider the more nostalgic period for us growing up into the late 90s and early 2000s. And now we've entered a strange dark period where we were growing up, we were going to middle and high school uh, through uh, in the, the late, the late uh, early aughts into uh, the uh, near, nearly the 2020s. Um, Scarlet, yes. with this era, we were in college for part of this one. Shh. Time is stupid. We started, we would have been in fifth grade when this era started. Back in 2006. So we're covering a big chunk of time is what, is what we're trying to this say. This era gets weird. And I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, as usual, Katie has done much of the research, and I am just going to have funny reactions, hopefully. Uh, so, with without further ado, Katie, what is our first cartoon of this era to discuss? Well, you know we gotta go through everything that Nickelodeon did to kind of see where Nickelodeon's mindset was. Oh, that's true, that's and true. my god, it was into sitcoms. So... Don't you mean sitcoms? God. In the variety programs... We have Drake and Josh is still going for a little bit. Ends in 2007. Wait, Drake and Josh is still a variety program? It, in some places, it's listed as a variety program because I think they did have little skits. All right. Uh, fine. Don't ask me. <laughs> Ned's Declassified was also listed as a variety program on this site. What site are you on? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. That ends in 2007. Those are two very <laughs> Don't remember. Ends in 2007. Zony 101 ends in 2008. And then we have a break in the variety shows. They don't do variety shows for four years then. Well, I, we're, we're considering what I would consider to be scripted sitcoms as variety. Like, well, these, these are laugh tracks. <laughs> all right, these shows, the next ones are actual variety shows. Okay, all good. Right? You gotta see this. Awesomeness TV. React to that. The Wait, Halo was Awesomeness TV also like a YouTube channel for a while? Awesomeness TV and React to That, I believe, are both YouTube channels originally. Oh, no. I, I'm assuming React to That is the React channel, and they just yeah, made probably. a... This was also probably around the same time Angry Orange happened, so we're gonna ignore... I'm also assuming Fred's happening at this point. Did you say oh, Angry God. Orange? Yeah, whatever. Aww. <laughs> Is it like it's like Angry no, Orchard, but it's made out of the annoying orange? It was corpse be fermented long enough to turn it into an alcoholic beverage. Oh, that's just like that's what that jail wine is. Oh God. Okay, uh, going on. We've, we've reached the era of of YouTube uh, TV uh -huh. shows. All right, continue. The Halo effect, which I don't know what that is, but it could involve Halo, the video game. All in with Cam Newton. Crash Leap, Jager Eden's Mega Life, and Lip Sync Battle Shorties. These are all like YouTube things. Yep. Wow, okay. Nickelodeon went hardcore on that. Are we ready for sitcoms? Because my god, did they love yeah, sitcoms. I'm ready to see what this thing considers a sitcom. I assume we're getting like True Jackson and Victorious now. Yes. 
Mr. Meaty, just Jordan, the Naked Brothers oh. Band. Oh, wait, wait. This is a, it, it's puppetry, so I feel like we gotta, like, at least give a side note to Mr. Meaty. Katie, do you remember Mr. Meaty? Nope. Oh my god. This was the most disturbing show ever. It was these hideous-looking puppets. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, I blocked yeah. it out. Right? I mean, I feel like we gotta, like, at least mention it, because I know it's not cartoons, but, like, because it's puppetry, I feel like it's tangential enough. What the hell, Nickelodeon? Those things were horrifying. I remember, yeah. the, you remember the tapeworm? Because I feel like every time yeah. someone Mr. Meaty, they remember that freaking tapeworm, which is, to this day, is how I picture tapeworms, and it is terrifying. It's so, it's so big. It's just a giant snake. I hate yeah. that so much. Yeah. All right, all right, we'll move on from Mr. Meaty. It's things, things better off forgotten. I, Carly. Good show. True Jackson VP, Big Time Rush, Victoria's, Super Ninjas, Bucket and Skinner's Epic Adventures, How to Rock, Marvin, Marvin, Life with Boys, Wendell and Vinny, Sam and Cat, The Haunted Hathaways, Every Which Way, Henry Danger, Max and Shred, Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, and Don, 100 Things to Do Before High School, Bella and the Bulldogs, Talia in the Kitchen, Game Shakers, Wits Academy, School of Rock, The Other Kingdom, Legendary Dudas. That was all of them. That's a lot. It's a lot of sitcoms. A lot yeah. of other sitcoms too. There, I feel like we got, or 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 spinoffs of other things in general. Like we have mm -hmm. School of Rock and Sam and Cat. I feel like some of those other ones are also like spinoffs. It's interesting. This time loved reviving old IPs. Huh. We will see that I wonder, also. I wonder what that would be like to live in a time that likes reviving old IPs. Mm. We'll see it more though, and. Nicktoons with a couple of them. Of uh, they only had a couple game shows. Figured out my family's got guts. Brain surge. I think I like. I remember liking brain, brain surge. surge. I think yeah. brain surge. I remember being being very fun to watch. Uh, Webheads and Paradise Run. They have a couple dr solely drama things. House of Anubis. Dead Time Stories. I am Frankie, which is another YouTube based thing. Mm. And I had some others where they didn't fit into categories according to the thing. Just I remember a few episodes of House of Anubis. I remember thinking that was kind of a, a cool show. I know, it never, never stuck with me much, but I, I remember not hating it. H2O, Just Add Water, Dance on Sunset, The Troop, and Fred the Show. Nickelodeon was all in on trying to get YouTube to be a thing. Yeah, clearly. Oh, God, I remember Fred. I, I like, I, I'm not trying to sound like a cool hipster here, but, like, I really hated Fred, even as, a, like, a middle schooler. Like, I, and I didn't really even know anyone who particularly liked him. Like, there were some I, people ironically liking him. But, like, who was the Fred show for? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Fred was one of the first YouTube things, like, I was shown by someone, but I was never into it. Oof. I couldn't watch a lot of YouTube until high school, so. Mm. I was big on Annoying Orange back in the day. I just... I liked the bright colors. Fred, Fred was just loud and obnoxious. Like, at least with Annoying Orange, like, you kind of got the sick thrill out of watching something die at the end. Like, it was, you didn't get that with Fred. Well, we can talk about cartoons now. Yay! Yeah. You, mean, you mean the thing our show is actually about? We're going to talk about? What? I know, shocking. <laughs> uh, to no one's surprise, SpongeBob is still running. What? SpongeBob is still running. Hey, Fairly Odd Parents finally kicks the bucket during this era. After jumping the shark seven times. Like four times. Yeah. 
Jumps the shark seven, canceled four times, still survives until 2017. That show only went off the air four years ago. It's weird. Part of me thought it was, like, on for much longer than that. Like, I just kind of assumed it was always going. Hey, it ran for 16 years. I mean, that's insane for any cartoon. I mean, Nickelodeon has longer longevity for most of their shows than than other uh, uh, channels, but still, 16 years is insane. Yeah, a lot of their older cartoons run for at least five years. And you'll see them stop, but they still tend to run like five years as their average, it looks like, for a cartoon. Pretty good, you know? I mean, you gotta, sometimes you just gotta give these things, you know, time to time to grow and expand. Um, especially if they're not, you know, if they're more episodic than, uh, you know, so a lot of like the Disney Channel stuff now is, you know, kind of purposely trying to be two or three seasons because it's trying to do like an arc, but... With the, with the exception of Avatar, which was three seasons and four seasons for Legend of Korra, Nickelodeon shows tend to be more on the episodic side. So, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, Chalk Zone ends. All Grown Up ends. My Life as a Teenage um, Robot ends. Danny Phantom ends. Avatar ends. Eh. Cat Scratch ends. Okay, now we're into the new things. A lot of things end, it seems like. We have El Tigre, The Adventures of Manny Rivera. I liked El Tigre. I thought El Tigre was a lot of fun. I, I, I liked the the premise of a very morally gray protagonist. His grandfather was a supervillain and his father is like a very clean-cut superhero. Um, I also liked that it was uh, the, the characters were all Hispanic. I think it took place in like a fictionalized version of Mexico and there's a lot of influence from Mexican wrestling, um, which I knew nothing about as a kid and still know nothing about, uh, but I really appreciated the aesthetic they went with. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. It continues Nickelodeon's streak of being actually probably the best in terms of representation oh, yeah. for um, POC. We'll still count Cartoon Network has, has the win for the best queer representation probably yeah. still. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely that. Um, Disney's lagging behind, though, in both categories then. It is. It, it is trying valiantly to catch up. I'll give them that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, always been the most conservative of the, of the major studios and Nickelodeon has always been the mo- most free to do whatever kind of stuff they want. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate just kind of the, the casual cultural, uh, interest that was there in El Tigre. Like they, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was certainly ahead of its time. It's a little more normalized now to have, you know, your protagonist speaking in a mix of English and, and Spanish, but it at the time I remember like that that was sort of like the only show like that that was on the air other than like Dora which is not really for was it wasn't for the age group I was in then um I just found it very refreshing you know I mean at that age I wasn't thinking like oh they're just doing this to be PC and that wasn't really so much a thing at the time either um it just felt very natural and fun that you know of, of course that, that the world they created just was Mexican inspired and it was fun yeah I feel like I remember catching such I remember catching some episodes and it being enjoyable. It wasn't like a show I was putting in the effort to watch. I'm terrible at doing weekly shows. Like, that'll show later in this. I I, I don't think I watched it, like, religiously. But I remember whenever it was on, it was fun. Um, I remember I there was, like, a big... Uh, Big section about it in one uh, Nick magazine because I used to read Nick magazine. Did you ever read Nick yeah. magazine? Yeah, I, 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 I just remember the spread they did, sort of like explaining the family tree because it was like somewhat complicated family happening. 
Um, oh, and, like, I think his, his mother was just kind of, like, a regular lady who I think, like, she, like, ran a restaurant or something, and they remember there's a whole thread about her. I don't know. For whatever reason, I really remember reading the Nick Magazine story on LT Gray. Yeah. So we have that. Then we have Talk and the Power of Juju. Don't know that show. Ooh, I do. That was, that, like, I think usually, like, came on, like, right after Jimmy Neutron, or, like, I guess, like, maybe reruns of Jimmy Neutron at this point. I don't know if it was still running new episodes. Um, but it was, I think it's based on a video game, if I recall correctly. It was. Okay. It's basically seemed like it was about oh, this yeah. little boy who had to, like, it, it was very, very transparently just a video game. Like, even as a kid, I remember being like, oh, this is a video game because like his whole thing is like he has to like capture little like like statues of something that have power that gives him magical powers and it just it just feels like temple run vibes for for lack of a better word because i don't really play those kind of games but i got temple run vibes at that age it's a classic playstation 2 kind of game so yeah that makes sense yeah. Like Game Boy, where like there's not a ton of computing power. It's not going to be one of these fancy games. Yeah, and the show didn't look that great. I don't, I don't know how successful no. it was one way or another. Well, then we have Back at the Barnyard, which is also an, an IP revival of something. Yeah, Barnyard was a was a theatrical release, if I recall correctly. Um, still made by Nickelodeon yes. and I assume Paramount as well. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that show being like not good, not bad, just kind of what you would expect from a spin-off of a already meh Nickelodeon movie. Um, I think they just the animals just kind of got into animal shenanigans and occasionally dressed like humans, and that was kind of the vibes. I, I remember there was like a subplot where like this weasel and this chicken were best friends, but also the weasel wanted to eat the chicken all the time. I, I just remember that being a very strange dynamic, just wondering why the chicken puts up with this. Um, they kind of used to have like an abusive romantic relationship with each other is kind of what I, I've sort of landed on there. Um, but meh, it was meh. Yeah, that checks out. Then we have the Mighty Bee. I like that. Wasn't that with Amy Poehler? Wasn't she... Didn't she voice the main character? She did. Yeah, I remember. She was. She's kind of doing the same sort of uh, voice tone style as she did when she was Joy in Inside Out. Just a character having a lot of fun um, and just being always very energetic. Um, again, I didn't really watch a lot of it, but I remember thinking thinking the character was cute and fun. I liked her optimism. Amy Poehler's just one of those great actresses, whether it's, you know, live action or just her voice acting. It really does just suck you in. Uh, I mean, the fact that, like, many, many years later, it's probably been at least 10 years since I've watched that show, and I even then I didn't watch it much, the fact that I still remember that that was Amy Poehler's voice is, is pretty impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like it's another show that I caught in passing and was like, meh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, then we have Making Fiends, which I know nothing really about. I know one thing about it. Katie, do you remember in the early days of the internet, I'm talking like 2003, did you ever go to MuffinFilms.com? No. Audience, go to MuffinFilms.com and watch some of the greatest short films of the early internet you will ever see. These are... They're exactly what they sound like. It's little short animations, all centered around muffins, in a variety of different styles, um, and they're all excellent. 
And the creator of those went on to do Making Fiends, um, which I didn't watch a lot of, um, but I had heard that it was the same person who did Muffin Films. Um, and it kind of has that same just really quirky, uh, uh, absurdist energy. It's about a little a little girl who's like angry. Are, are you watching Muffin Films? I can, I can no. see giggling. <laughs> we, we will discuss later because it's not super relevant to the rest of the show. Um, but Making Fiends was basically about a little, a little angry little girl who made like horrible monsters and then her best friend is this like little chirpy happy type who pretty much neutralizes all the to the horrible monsters because she's just so darn cute. Um, I get it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, uh, Bubbles and uh, Buttercup and Energy from from Powerpuff Girls is the best way I can describe these two two little girls. Um, it's kind of cute, um, but yeah. Also, everyone go watch Muffin Films because I don't want this relic of the early internet to be lost. Those are my favorite things. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to rain on your parade with this deep cut of nostalgia, but the next show is Fanboy and Chum Chum. Woof. Yeah, I remember, like, one episode of those guys and being annoyed and turning it off and never watching it again. I can't even tell you what about it really annoyed me. They're just Honestly, annoying characters. Idol. <laughs> Sorry, Katie, what'd you say? They're also just designed to be kind of annoying characters. Yeah, like, they, it's like, yeah, I feel like just the sight and sound of them is unappealing, so... I don't know. I haven't seen or heard of anyone referring to them in the decades since, so I gotta assume they don't have much of a following. I'm sorry if some of our viewers are big fanboy and Jump Jump fans. Uh, you won't be the first ones I've encountered in the wild. I feel like this is the mini era of Nickelodeon be with this weird, too smooth, too computery style of animation really going after like late elementary, early middle school boys. Yeah, I mean that right. That I think just like reeked of this is a boy show. Oh, like, don't worry, I, the next one does also. Oh, oh, what what are we at? Where are we at? Well, the next one's playing at Sheen. Oh my God! Yeah, same same exact energy. Sheen was so meant to just stay a side character. Like he was even annoying when you're just watching Jimmy Neutron. I I can't imagine what I would have to do to myself to make me willingly watch 22 minutes of just him. I feel like I watched one episode just to see how bad it was, and it was bad. It Doesn't was he bad, have a psychic monkey? Yeah, he does. That's like something like you would put in a parody of like what a spinoff would be. Like, what what if one of our secondary characters goes to space and he has a monkey sidekick? Like that doesn't that it doesn't it doesn't even sound real. It was just all bad. All bad. Next, we have tough puppy. Oh, uh, that was uh, another Bret Hartman, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just looks look looks like Charlie Odd Parents. Um, I never really watched because I aged out by that point. Um, and it looked, gee, probably to quote my middle school self, that looks stupid. Um, as if all the cartoons I had watched and loved growing up were so <laughs> intellectual and mature. Um, that basically the premise is that it's uh, a bunch of animals. Uh, anthropomorphic animals are like spies, right? That's the, that's the whole gist. Yeah. yeah, basically. Again, it's another show I've never really heard anyone expressing terrible nostalgia for, even the people who were like much younger when it was coming out and would have been in that target audience. Um, again, if, let us know if you're one of those, you know, ride or die tough puppy fans. I'd, I'd love to meet one of you. <laughs> uh, then we have Winx Club, which 
became more relevant suddenly with that. Somehow Netflix. more relevant. I I remember watching and enjoying Winx Club. I I I was it was a little bit too girly for me because I was still kind of in a tomboy phase, and it is a show about glittery fairies that kind of does seem like it should belong to that like you know, 80s, 90s, we're doing this to sell toys kind of vibe. I don't know if that's actually true. Um, I know they did have Wings Club dolls, but they had dolls of everything, so that doesn't necessarily mean that was the origin. Um, but, like, the fact that, like, all the different all the different characters all had, like, bright, unique costumes, and they all had their own powers, and I think they even, some of them had, like, their own, like, like animal sidekicks. Like, it did give off some, this is, this is, like, kind of meant to sell toys kind of vibe. Um, but I remember it was fun. Um, I liked I liked Techna the the uh, the, the the technology wit uh, not witch I'm thinking of witch now which is was a separate similar show. <laughs> um, but uh, she, she was like a fairy who's like all of her powers were like technology based. But she was like one of those like very literal nerdy characters who I just always enjoyed and related to. Um, yeah, I, I think it was fun. There were some fun characters. Kate, did you, did you ever watch Wings Club? No, I was more of a tomboy than you, and it was not my kind of yeah. thing. That's fair. Um, I, I can tell you one thing. Um, that sh- I did not, having not really remembered that show much, it's better than whatever the Netflix thing is, which just looks grim and depressing and awful and whitewashed somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. 15 years later? Like, guys, how, how is there less representation now than there was? Like, it's not like it was excellent representation. I don't re- I mean, there was, like, one one girl who I think... They're, they're fairies, so, you know, it's kind of hard to say what they are. Um, one, I think, was, sort of, was you know, slightly darker, might have been, you know, Hispanic or maybe mixed, and one was Asian, and, you know, there, there was enough diversity that sort of, you know, showed that it was not a, you know, just an all-white cast. Um... But, yeah. <laughs> How did we go backwards, Netflix? How did we go backwards? I, I don't know why we, we keep doing this. Like, I feel like there's, like, a million other cases where we're, like, somehow worse. Um, but that's a, that's a story for another time. Anyway, Wing, Wings Club seemed kind of sweet and fun, and I didn't have a strong connection to it, so I can't say more about it. Well, we have a better show for you to talk about next. <laughs> have we arrived? We've arrived at Legend of Korra. I love Legend of Korra. What a what a surprisingly good follow-up to what I consider to be my favorite show and possibly the best show that has ever been done, period. Um, I think there was like a lot of pressure hanging on Legend of Korra to be as good as Avatar, and I think to a certain extent that still sticks around today. I think there's a lot of people who are harsher than they really ought to be on Legend of Korra just because it's not The Last Airbender. Um which, you know, I, I, I personally don't like it as much as the first series, but I still think it's great. I mean, the the way they expand on those dark themes, and, you know, we've sort of touched on Legend of Korra in our in our uh, episode on, on shows that Nickelodeon did dirty, because there is no greater example of Nickelodeon throwing a show under the bus than Korra, which they did literally everything you could possibly do to ensure that no one watches the series. They... they uh, originally called for one season and then told them we're expanding you to four. Uh, halfway through a season, put it online. Uh, put a whole new season online without any fair fanfare or marketing. Um, but then you end with the gays, which is great. Okay. I, I mean, and that, that for me will always sort of... That was such a powerful moment for me. I think I've discussed this before, just seeing uh, these two characters. I guess spoilers, but like... 
at <laughs> the end, there are two two prominent main characters. Uh, both both women um, end up in a relationship together, um, and it's you know they don't they can't do it explicitly because it's like twenty fourteen, so they can't have them kiss or anything. But they it's pretty obvious, um, and that meant a lot to me as a kid that you know you could have characters who weren't coded as gay or like have gay being a huge part of their you know, character traits or personality, but have them just, this is just a relationship I'm in right now, it's not who I am, it's just something I do, um, which resonated for me a lot as a kid, because most media that has queer people has them so heavily queer-coded that you just sort of assume as a child that if you don't act like that, you must be, you, you must not be gay, <laughs> and gays come in, in all shapes and sizes and flavors. Much like a muffin, which you can view on muffinfilms.com. What flavor would you consider you? Are you like a green apple gay? Raspberry? I'll, I'll be a green apple gay. That, that sounds refreshing and delightful. <laughs> it's not quite confusing enough for you, though. I feel like you're the mystery flavor of Airheads. I'm, I'm gay. blue. I am the blue, I am the blue flavor. What? No, you're the white. No, blue. <laughs> No, you're the white flavor that all the brands are like, it's a mystery flavor, figure out what it is, and it's just all the different ones stuffed into one thing. You know, like those, those, those little dum-dums that would have like little mystery marks yeah. on them? They're called question marks, Scarlett. They're not called mystery marks. Get <laughs> <laughs> your mystery mark merch. But you should rename question marks as mystery marks. It makes them sound much more mysterious. I like this. All in favor say aye. Hi. Bye. All right, Katie, before we leave, what flavor of gay are you? Hmm. That's a good question. Why not cherry? Everybody likes cherry. Oh, no, I hate cherry. Well, then it's perfect. <laughs> Cher cherry's like a... I can think of some of our... Some people we know who'd be cherry. Um, I feel like I would be... You know, I'm going to steal your green apple just because I have a little bit of sour in my personality. <laughs> You do. You 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 are you are a bit of a sour apple. I'll I'll give you that. I will Thank I will you. give you that. All right, so that's Legend of Korra. Uh, shall yep. we move on to whatever's next? Robot and Monster. Do you know anything about that? I like vaguely remember seeing the promos, but I know I I don't think I ever really watched any of it. I'm just gonna go take a wild guess that it's about a robot and a monster being friends and getting in shenanigans. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Well, next we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2012 series. Did you know, I, I mentioned that was a good series, um, but I never, I was not, not a TMNT person, so. I was. I do think I watched some of this and I did enjoy it. I'm trying to get the cast. Were they always on Nickelodeon? Why do I feel like there's a somewhere on Cartoon Network. Network? Yeah, I wonder if they switched back and forth. Yeah, I'm trying to get the 2012 cast. Vamp, 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 vamp. I, I think that wasn't the one that had uh, Mako in it. I think it was like a previous series that had him playing Splinter. This one has Rob Paulson in it. But we like Rob Paulson. But yeah, he's he's uh, he's been Mikey for a while now, hasn't he? He's Donatello. Donatello. Oh, who's I think Mike? the only one he's not Donatello in is the one we're thinking of that was on Cartoon Network. Oh, maybe. So isn't someone famous? Oh, oh, Mikey is uh, uh, Greg, whatever his last name is. I forget the guy who plays uh, the guy who plays Beast Boy on Teen Titans. That's who I was thinking of. 
Now I'm getting the 2003 cast. Look what we've done. No, because no. the, the 2003 cast, Sam Regal's Donatello. Ah. He takes over for Rob Paulson for a little bit. And is the 2003 series the ones on Cartoon Network? That's a great question. I didn't get that amount of information yet. Vamp, vamp, vamp. for me. Vamp. Vamp, 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 vamp. It's on Amazon Prime right now if you want to go watch it. Oh. Yeah, because definitely one of them I feel like ah, was on. It was on Fox. So it was on the Fox Kids programming. Oh, that means it probably then was put onto Cartoon Network. I think there was a lot of overlap mm -hmm. between Fox Kids and Cartoon Network. Yeah, you'll, but also what we've learned is you'll never regret listening to Donatello because it's voiced by Rob Paulson and Sam Regal. Two incredible voice actors. I love Sam Regal dearly, and he has a spot in my heart. Aww. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was a good revival. Um, Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite turtle? Is yes. That's the question. Yes. What is your favorite turtle? I'm pretty sure Donatello's the purple one. Yes. It's definitely him. Aww. Donatello is my favorite. He's the nerdy one. Exactly. I have, and probably still have, some uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles merch around my house. I still wear, you know this, I still wear a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt. That one's yep. the 2003 or 1990s artwork but i wore that shirt all through college it's like six years old the best kind of shirt is an older shirt that you've had since you were a kid the graphics wearing off more than it already was originally faded it's great but next we have sanjay and craig and i know nothing yeah another one that i do not recall another one that i think i saw like advertised but i think at this point i was what we year? are no. fully in high school now also when these shows are coming out all right we're so yeah so i was not watching at this point we have breadwinners what harvey harvey heard beaks. That one. Hmm? harvey beaks yeah another that i like saw ads for yeah sorry so, sorry audience we are really pig. in the uh in the black the black oh, no. period when we do not remember pig goat banana cricket Gesundheit? <laughs> That's a real title to a real show. Pig, Goat, Banana, Cricket. All right. Uh, then we have The Loud House. You might know something about this. Yeah, I know. Lo Loud House is actually a pretty fun show. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit generic. Um, it's about a little boy who lives in a, lives in a house with, like, multiple girl siblings. Um, I, I forget if they're a blend. I think they're a blended family. I think he started off as a, as a only child and then all the girls showed up. Um, it's, it's kind of just like, you know, kid shenanigans, learning to get along with his sisters and having misadventures along the way. Um, I, I hear it's very popular among children, um, which is great. Uh, it just, it's probably the, just a little, little too young for us. Yeah. It's the only show other than Spongebob we've talked about so far that is still running. Yeah, and I, I think they also have a spin-off series now, uh, I think called The Casa Grandes. Yeah, that comes in in our next era. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a more recent one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, that's, I think that's their, their current biggest cash cow um, that, that is, is pretty pretty popular for them. Um, it's not named Spongebob. Not named Spongebob, right. It's, it's, their, it's their new cash cow, and I think they're going to try to milk, if, if they can, as much as Spongebob, if, if that's even possible. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, man. Spongebob's... Spongebob's of drinking age now. Spongebob's as old as us. 
Oh God, you're right. Yeah. Oh, take that in. SpongeBob came out when we were a, maybe a year old. Yep. Um, the fact that that square is as old as us is a little concerning. Yeah, I don't trust SpongeBob to to make good legal decisions. I don't think we should give it a contract to sign. Um, I mean, we saw that in the the first movie. We do see SpongeBob get drunk on ice cream. We do. Yeah, but at that point, he was only like what seven years old. Bad SpongeBob. First movie was two thousand four. I thought it was I'm not sure. We'll go maybe with you. You're more, you're more likely to know the dates. Maybe I don't. Maybe it was four. I don't know. Actually, four, four seasons four. though. Was the four the, seems more right. Four seems more right to me. Actually, now that I think about it. So yeah, SpongeBob was five years old when he was getting all drunk on that. Four. Go me. Go you. Katie got it. Never underestimate me on my random SpongeBob facts. You're the one underestimating yourself. That's I was true. I was, willing, I was willing to go back on my 2006 comment, but you're like, oh no, Scarlet's probably right. I'm like, no, I it, 2004 actually sounds better. Yeah, SpongeBob was five. Um, next show we have is Bunsen is a Beast. I believe that's Butch Hartman's last show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think I think I remember us discussing that during the. Uh, during the Butch Hartman episode, but I gotta be honest with you, even though I know you described to me what it was about, I cannot remember. Yep, can't either. Uh, then we have oh. the last Nicktoon. Uh, we have Welcome to the Wayne. I don't know. I've never even heard of that one. That one's it, relatively recent. 2017 to 2019. Huh. Alright, yeah, Welcome to the Wayne. This makes me think of Wayne's World. Yeah, right? That's, wait, it, God, watch it be a Wayne's World spinoff. <laughs> Welcome Don't to... worry, we do have three more shows to talk about. They're just not Nicktoons. Ah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up at least the artwork, see if I can... Oh, wow! This looks like a blatant Adventure Time ripoff. Let's see. Um, Anthony Molina moves into the Wayne, a high-rise apartment building filled with strange, unusual things labeled as Wayne phenomena. Being one of the few people to see Wayne phenomena without suffering psychological repercussions, he befriends siblings Ollie and Sarah Lynn Timbers as they learn about the mysteries of the Wayne and protect the outside world while contending with a spy cell seeking to exploit the apartment's supernatural aspects for its own nefarious ends. Wow, that actually sounds really badass. Why have I not heard of this? Yeah, that's actually like not a bad concept. It sounds okay, like it's like, like Ward. This looks this look uh, that or they are just blatantly ripping off his animation style because that looks just and it's not it's it's not made by him for the looks of it. Uh, originated as a web series. Yeah, is anyone from this from Adventure Time? Because it looks just like it. Um, all right. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gonna go into it too deeply. Um, but that's kind of fun. Um, all right, we have three more things to talk about, because this was the era that Nickelodeon started working with DreamWorks. Oh, yes. So, uh, Scarlett, it's time to reprise your role. Uh, now please, uh, talk to the fans about, uh, to the audience about the Penguins of Madagascar. As we might have mentioned before on this show... Uh, I, that, that was my fandom of choice in middle school. Uh, I would, I, some other kids at that age were into Sherlock or Supernatural or Doctor Who. Um, my thing was Penguins of Madagascar. And to, just to, to talk about the show at first, I do genuinely think, my own nostalgia aside, it was a better show than it had any right to be. 
Uh, they did give the penguins more character than they ever had in the movies, because in the movies they're all just kind of one unit of commando penguins, um, and they were just sort of relying on that funny visual slash idea to carry it through. Um, I think part of the reason the show resonated so well for me growing up is that they really did give all the characters like really strong personality traits, and they had a really great chemistry between these four main characters that made you like think like, oh, like yeah, these guys are a team or a family. Um, so, and, and, you know, of course you also had the, uh, the addition of the lemurs, uh, not voiced by, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen this time, um, because he had better things to do than appear in, in the Nick show. Um, in fact, I think most of the, most of the voice cast does not, uh, come back, with the exception, I think, of the, the, uh, voice of Skipper, who I think is, um, still the same, uh, uh voice actor as they had for the movies. Um, it was a lot of fun! Um... So to the history of the show, and me, um, I, I kind of liked that it was sort of like an underdog of Nickelodeon um, facing <laughs> off against Spongebob, or at least in my brain at the time, uh, Spongebob was a show for kids, whereas Penguins of Madagascar was for grown-ups, which I, at age 11, was. And I <laughs> took it there. Shush, shush. I am now twice as old as I was then. And, and have you gained any insight into the world in 11 years? I can drive a car now. I can't can do it well, you? but I can, I can make it go vroom vroom. <laughs> I think probably as well as an 11-year-old strapped into the car would. Yeah, but I can reach the pedals. Can Almost. I, do, I, I, have to, I have to pull the seat all the way up, and <laughs> I have to stretch a little bit. But I can I can do with the pedals. Not important. The important thing is... <laughs> Penguins of Madagascar, surprisingly good show. I was I was not an insignificant player in the fandom back in the day. Um, so if you were also uh, in, uh, in, involved in the Penguins of Madagascar fandom, uh, ideally either on fanpop or fanfiction.net uh, in the years 2010 through 2013, uh, hit me up. This is where I ended up, in case you're curious. We're <laughs> talking about cartoons on a regular basis. <laughs> Hit us up enough, and we'll read some of uh, Scarlet's fanfiction live on air. We will not be doing that. I no, no, we're not doing that. It was pretty melodramatic. <laughs> I was going through some stuff at age twelve, and I expressed that through Penguins of Madagascar fanfiction. So we're not going to be reading that on air. That's what you think. Well, do you have any feelings towards the Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness? Uh, I never actually watched it. Um, I was not a big, I, I was not and still am not a big Kung Fu Panda person. Uh, a lot of that comes from just not really liking Jack Black. Like, I like him in School of Rock, but that's kind of where that begins and ends. I assume Jack Black did not reprise the role in the series, um, but still, just like that general Jack Blackiness was not, uh, was, was not something that appealed to me, so I, I never really got into the movies or the show. Katie, you're doing an evil smirk. What's going on? Sorry, I was working on trying to find something. What do you feel you about Monsters got my old vacation, Katie. <laughs> How do you feel about Monsters vs. Aliens? Uh, again, never watched the show, but did did really enjoy the movie. I I did you ever see the movie, Katie? I didn't think I saw that one. It surprisingly good. So my, uh, in addition to Penguins of Madagascar, another thing I really enjoyed as a kid, uh, slightly younger. 
Uh, I was really into old monster movies, like the kinds that like aren't actually scary to a you, you know a modern audience, uh, but still have that really fun gothic uh, motif. Uh, and I really liked that uh, Monsters vs. Aliens was kind of a love letter to those old school uh, monsters. So like the main character is a takeoff of the fifty foot woman. Um, there's a version of the fly and the blob and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, Mothra is one of the, also one of the main characters, which is delightful. Um, but yeah, it's 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 kind of just fun. I don't really remember much of like the plot of the movie, um, aside from the fact that they fight aliens, uh, because of course they do. Uh, Stephen Colbert plays the president. I remember he was really funny. Like before I even knew who Stephen Colbert was, he just plays himself as the president, um, or at least his affected persona that he was doing at the time. Um, but I, I remember liking that a lot. But no, I never saw the show. Hmm. So. No. Well, what movies we could have gotten a sequel to? I would think Monsters vs. Aliens would have been kind of an ideal one. I mean, just have them fight anything. Like, you just have a, they just have a team of like, really badass monsters. Just have them fight stuff. Like, make that a movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's all we have. That's the end of Sarah. Yeah, I guess, I guess at, at, after a certain point, all the DreamWorks shows made their way onto uh, Netflix. Because that's where we got, like, the How to Train Your Dragon series, uh, the Boss Baby series, and I think the Puss in Boots series, I want to say, is also on uh, Netflix. So, yeah, I guess I think so. that's where their contract ended. And I assume we can expect to see those series in the future go into Peacock, because streaming wars mean that everyone has to have everything, or you're not seeing certain the uh, studios' movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. All right. So I, I think that's a that's a pretty good rundown of this of this era. Uh, definitely some some blank spots in it for our in our memory. Um, because this this is sort of the the period in which we were not watching Nickelodeon as much. Um, but if any of the shows that we mentioned that we hadn't seen uh, are favorites of yours, or if you have anything you want to discuss about them, uh, feel free to uh, to tweet at us or uh, leave a comment on some of our other social media. Uh, we'd love to hear what your thoughts are, and if there's any recommendations you have from us about, uh, among those uh, that we haven't seen. Um, or if you want to just tell us some of these things were awful, that that too. Uh, I'd also be curious about that. Um, Give us enough interaction, and I'll read Scarlet's fanfiction on air. Whoa, 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 I did not agree to that. I did not <laughs> agree to that. No, never mind. No one comment anything. No, please. No, no, no. Don't comment. Just ignore us. Just let us pass through like like a like a podcast leaf on the wind. <laughs> I don't know if this is you're angry about this or Doug. I I'm not even angry at we're we just keep bringing up Doug, I'm not even angry at it. I just think it's boring. <laughs> like more than it has any right to be. Alright, I'm not going back into Doug. We're we're done. I'm I'm getting back in the in the cartoon time machine. Katie, you can come in if you want. I don't care. I'm taking this this into our next era of Nickelodeon, which will bring us into the modern era. Uh, and we'll taking just... it back in time and deleting the fanfiction you ever wrote. I'm, yeah, I'm taking my cartoon time machine back to 11-year-old me and saying, for the love of God, don't tell your college friends that you wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep writing it, because I think it's deeply therapeutic and you are a troubled child, but don't... <laughs> Don't tell your college friends about it in an attempt to get clout as a freshman. It will not end well for you. There is no clout for 12-year-old fanfiction. Yeah, also don't tell your friends about other things and you might end up with a dumb nickname for two years. You know what? Just, just don't make
make friends in college. How about that, eleven-year-old me? You're better off by yourself. All those, all, all those people are jerks. <laughs> okay, take us out of the podcast before you like have a mental breakdown. <laughs> that happens every week. Do it after the podcast, though. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm off to have a mental breakdown. Apparently, uh, I'm Scarlett, and I'm Katie. We're your animates, and we will see you next time. <laughs>